Wishing Day by Lauren Maracle Chapter 14 Natasha snatched the marble and the note and shoved both in her coat pocket. Daria looked at her suspiciously. What was that? What was what? You grabbed something off the bench. Don't know what you're talking about, Natasha plowed forward, reusing the footsteps she'd already made. Daria hurried to catch up, though she stayed behind Natasha rather than walking by her side. It was blue, Daria insisted, the thing you grabbed. Natasha felt Daria's hand on her coat, tugging at her pocket, and she whirled whirled around and slapped Daria away. Quit it, she said. Daria drew back. She looked stung. Quit it or what? Natasha glared. Daria glared back. Daria clenched her hands by her sides, and Natasha realized she was doing the same thing. Natasha exhaled. She tried to relax her jaw, her posture, her fingers. She breathed in slowly. One, two, three, four. Then breathed out to the same count. One, two, three, four. The last thing she wanted to do was give Daria something to grip onto. Daria was as stubborn as a dog with a bone if she thought something was going on that she didn't know about. It was a piece of trash, Natasha said. No, it wasn't, Daria said. Yes, it was. Then show me. Natasha started walking. Her thoughts tumbled about. She wasn't going to show Daria the note. The note was hers. For the first time in a very long time, she was the one singled out as special. Daria followed. Her flip-flops smacked against her heels, and Natasha knew she was making the sound as loud and annoying as possible. Smack, smack, smack. Natasha hoped Daria had snow between each and every toe. She hoped Daria did get frostbite, only not really. Her fingers itched to ball up again. She tried a trick that sometimes helped when she felt out of control. She imagined herself floating above her body, watching the scene from above. Two girls marching through the snow, one with a secret, the other determined to figure out what it was. If this were a story, if the two girls were characters in a book, what would happen next? How would the first girl twist the situation to her advantage? She grounded herself back in reality. She smiled pleasantly, even though Daria was behind her and could only see the back of her head. You're right. It, was a piece, it wasn't a piece of trash, she said. She laughed. How do you always know these things? Has anyone ever been able to fool you? Like, in your entire life? No, Daria said. There were snow-crunching sounds, and Natasha turned around. Natasha looked over her shoulder. Your poor feet. Do you at least want to wear my socks? She lifted one foot and tugged off her boot, hopping to keep her balance. She pulled off her sock and put her boot back on. She repeated the process with her other foot. She steadied herself by putting her hand on Daria's shoulder. Daria didn't shrug her off. Here, she said. She held out her warm, dry socks, which had unicorns on them. Ironic unicorns, she'd insisted to Molly when Molly saw them. 
Whatever you say, Molly had replied. Daria hesitated, then accepted the socks. She leaned against Natasha and put them on. She wedged the fabric between her big toe and her second toe to make them flip-flop friendly. Thanks, Daria said. Natasha pulled the marble from her pocket, but left the note. She held it out and said, it's Benton's. Why do you have it? Daria asked. Is it a marble? Natasha nodded. You stole Benton's marble? Borrowed, Natasha said. Why? I don't know. Because. Why did Benton have the marble in the first place? Daria asked. Because boys keep the whole world in their pockets. I don't know. One day a teacher needed pliers and Benton fished a pair out of his jeans. This detail was actually true. He had a pair of pliers in his pocket. Weird, Daria said. Natasha spotted Papa's workshop and just beyond it, their house, potatoes, Aunt Vera, homework, and a note in her pocket begging to be read. She closed her fingers around the marble and put it back with the note. Do you have a crush on him? Daria asked. Who? Natasha said, hoping to buy some time. Daria cocked her head. Natasha swallowed. This was the make it or break it part of their exchange. Natasha did have a crush on Benton, but that was her business, not Daria's. On the other hand, the marble wasn't his, and Daria didn't know about the note. None of that was Daria's business either. So which did she give up? If she claimed not to have a crush on Benton, Daria would know she was lying. And a crack like that could bring the whole story down. Daria would return to hounding her about the contents of her pocket. She'd lunge and dodge and jab her pointy elbows until she managed to claim the note or break Natasha's ribs, or both. I guess, she said reluctantly. You have a crush on Benton, Daria st stated. You? You have a crush on Benton? You don't have to tell the whole world, Natasha said. Daria waved her hand at the stretch of land around them. Yeah, the squirrels are going to care if there are any out there. They're probably having tea in their little squirrel holes. She startled Natasha by coming to an abrupt halt, grinning widely and taking Natasha's hands. Natasha, she exclaimed, you have a crush on Benton. That's awesome. Is it? Natasha said. Daria was being nice and Natasha felt guilty. Should she share more stuff with Daria in general? If she did, would Daria share stuff with her? Would they be better sisters? The house was 15 feet away. As soon as they got there, she would tell her aunt that she had to run up to her room before helping with dinner or that she had to go to the bathroom, anything that would buy her a minute, a single minute. That was all she needed to read the note alone. Daria opened the back door and yanked Natasha inside. Found her, she announced. Aunt Vera turned from the stove. Yes, I can see that, she said. Let me guess. She was off with Emily, concocting all sorts of plans for the seventh grade dance. What? Daria said. Natasha felt the world turn upside down. Who's Emily? Daria asked. And Natasha doesn't do dances. Aunt Vera stood dumbly. 
She, I, did I say Emily? I don't know any Emilys. Then you need to lay off the vodka because you're not, you're too young to have senior moments, Daria said. And you're sweating. If your sweat drips into the soup, I'm not eating it. Hi, Natasha, Ava said, skipping into the kitchen. She dropped down at the table, plunked her drawing pad and collection of pins in front of her. I'm making blueprints for my dream house. Want to see? Aunt Elena followed on Eva's heels with a stack of neatly folded dishcloths. Vera, good news. You look like you're about to faint. No. Vera, good heavens. You look like you're about to faint, she said. Aunt Vera came out of her trance. She blinked and said, maybe I am. Maybe you should try standing over a hot stove while I watch a silly soap opera and fold the laundry. She turned her attention to Daria. And I do not drink vodka, young lady. Aunt Elena noticed Daria and Natasha. She gaped at Daria's feet and said, Daria, you did not wear flip-flops out in the snow. Tell me you didn't wear flip-flops in the snow. Daria flashed Aunt Elena a smile. Okay, I didn't wear flip-flops in the snow. Aunt Elena pointed at the staircase. Go change now and soak your feet in hot water. After I change or before? You too, Natasha, Aunt Elena said. Get those boots off and, and your coat. Put all your things in the mudroom. Then come right back, Aunt Vera said. I can't make mashed potatoes if the potatoes don't get peeled. Now, can I? No, Natasha said. I mean, yes. Yes to the potatoes. Yes to the mudroom. Yes to the yes things and no to the no things. Ava looked at her funny. Natasha, what's wrong? Do you need to use the bathroom? Natasha's cheeks grew warm. Daria sloshed off her wet socks and Aunt Elena scolded her for getting water on the floor. You're the one who told me to take them off, Daria protested. In the mudroom, Aunt Elena exclaimed. Natasha slipped away. She took off her boots like a good girl. She took off her coat and hung it where it belonged. Such a good girl. She tiptoed to the staircase, scurried to her room, and locked the door. She perched on the edge of her bed and opened her left hand. The blue marble was like a piece of the sky. She opened her right hand. The note was slightly damp in her palm. The handwriting and the way it was folded was exactly like the others.